Hello, welcome to the Youth Work Plus podcast. I'm Becky and I'm joined today by the lovely Anna um, from Parenting for Faith, as you can Hi. see by her lovely banner. Um, uh, I met Anna a little while ago and her connection with Youth Work Plus is that she happens to also be based in Milton Keynes. Um, so we've kind of got some mutual friends. That's kind of how we connected. Um, and I'll let Anna tell you a little bit more about what she does for Parenting for Faith. Sure. So uh, I've been at Parenting for Faith for the last seven years and uh, I took over as the ministry lead a couple of years ago. When, how and why, why, when and why did you get into youth or kids work or family ministry? Yeah, I think it's been part of my life as long as I can remember. You know, when you're in church, everyone mucks in and serves in different ways. And I've always loved kids and helping them connect uh, to God. I remember a point when I was about 14 where it was a friend and I who were consistently there every week and um, adults who could sort of be on a rotor once a month. And so they said, right, you guys run it and we'll be the helpers. You know, we'll be the over 18s uh, to be here. So that felt very natural and kind of um, grew my confidence. Uh, and then I continued to serve in children's ministry when I went away to uni um, and ended up doing an internship after that. That was always just something I enjoyed and something that mm. I felt God had kind of led me into, had no intention of keeping doing it. Um, but he very much led me to a job after that. So, um, yeah, and I've been involved ever since. Cool. And um, how like how did you end up parenting for faith? And give us a little bit of background of kind of what the charity is and what you guys do. And yeah, how how your journey led you there? <laughs> sure. So, um the, the whole charity, the sort of umbrella organisation is called BRF Ministries, Bible Reading Fellowship Ministries. And what they do is help people to grow in faith of all different ages. Um, so there's four different ministries. Uh, the one most people have heard of is Messy Church. Um, but there's also Anna Chaplaincy, Living Faith and Parenting for Faith. And each of them has kind of taken an idea that started in a local church and said, how can we um, support this and spread it and use it to help people to grow? Um, I first got involved in Parenting for Faith all about 10, 12 years ago. Um, the founder, Rachel Turner, had started in a local church context saying, OK, uh, we can make Sundays great and we can make them amazing. But actually, that's just one hour of the entire week. Um, parents are the ones who know their children best and who are with them throughout the week. And we actually see in Deuteronomy 6 um, that when you walk along the road, when you lie down at night and sort of the normal everyday things is a really great opportunity to pass on faith and to yeah. um, share your own connection with God and that kind of thing. So she started um, writing books and doing courses and things. Um, and I've worked with her in lots of different capacities over the years, um, running venues at New Wine and helping with those things. Uh, and so when they joined BRF Ministries, um, seven years ago and the opportunity came up to get involved that absolutely jumped at it because it's you know it's what I love doing so mm -hmm. yeah we're all about equipping parents and carers just for the normal everyday bits of life uh not extra things to do not more homework not for people with theology degrees or massive craft cupboards but just regular people who are trying to do the school run and get out the door and get kids to bed at night and what does faith look like in that context and then kind of thinking about churches and communities around them. It's all well and good saying, parents, it's up to you. But actually, uh, pretty much all parents, myself included, feel really, really ill-equipped to do that. Yeah. Um, we don't have the confidence. We don't have the tools. 
And so church is absolutely vital and extended friends and family at being the supportive community around them mm -hmm. saying, you've got this, we're here behind you. We can encourage you. We can equip you with tools. Yeah. Uh, we can be other people in your kids and teenagers life. So mm. yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Great. And um, how has God led or moved or changed you along the way, along your sort of journey? Yeah, well, I think I've I've touched on this a little bit already, and it, it's really that shift of focus. I think when I first started in children's ministry, I just wanted to make the most amazing session ever. You know, I wanted that one hour on the Sunday morning for the kids to come out, minds blown, the best craft that I'd spent hours cutting out and <laughs> that they'd laugh loads like during the game and they'd really made friends and and those things are great. I'm not anti any of that stuff now, but I yeah. think I learned that you can be a lot more effective <laughs> and you can put in a lot less effort and see a lot more real life change and spiritual transformation by coming alongside the families and listening mm -hmm. to parents and supporting and equipping them. Like church is a part of it, but it's not the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that shift of focus I found really helpful. Um, and I think too, I just learned to get better at listening to children and young people. It's mm. quite easy to think, okay, this is a great idea. So I'm going to do a great idea or I've seen it work somewhere else or online or whatever. Um, but to actually really understand where children and teenagers are at in their faith journey mm. and what they need to take a next step. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope I've got better at listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that you have. I'm sure you have. <laughs> um, what do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned from youth kids or family ministry? Yeah, I think I, I mean it follows on for what I've just been saying, really, is just that there's no there's not a one size fits all. Um, mm. God made us wonderfully different. Everyone's unique. Yeah. We're humans, we're not robots, and most of us have an awful lot of ups and downs. Most of us as adults do, and we're not necessarily always very open about that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really normal for children and young people to have times where they're absolutely loving church, times where they find it really difficult and don't want to go, times where they're really connecting with the worship. And then next week, that's not working for them. And actually, but they're really interested in social justice or something else. Like it's very much, it's not a linear thing. Um, and just kind of embracing the variety of that and being comfortable to sit in it and say, that's mm. okay. Um, yeah. And we talk a lot at Parenting for Faith about co-journeying, authentically co-journeying mm. with children and young people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, it's hard because you have to be vulnerable and you've got to see where yeah. you're at. But just to see, we're all on a journey of, trying to get to know God better and be more like him. And there's people ahead of us in some ways and people behind us in other ways. Um, but just learning from them, supporting other people around us and and kind of doing that in community, I think. Mm. Um, if I can have a second thing as well. Yeah, go on. <laughs> just being cheeky. Um, but would also say asking for help, not trying to do it on your own. I think mm. in a ministry context, very often, if you're the um, lead volunteer or the children's worker or the youth worker or whatever, you can really feel like you have responsibility to do it all on your own. Mm. Um, and that's 
one, not sustainable, <laughs> you'll burn out um, and just really lonely. But two, it's also not sort of how the body of Christ works and how we can be the most effective. Mm. Um, and I really learned to build up a core team that I trusted and give them responsibility and authority for different areas and help them to think about how to be doing that for someone else. So there was a bit of succession planning, but yeah. just people to bounce ideas off and yeah. process externally with all those kind of things. Um, but I think we can feel very guilty as children's and youth workers that we feel like, well, it's my job or my my volunteer role. And so I need to do it all myself. Um, mm. And I just think I just think that's not true. We're better together, but we have to be bold in asking people to help but also making that ask really specific and mm. people understanding how long it's for what they're in charge of how you'll support them all those kind of things um because you know we've all been there you kind of you go to approach someone to ask them to help and they avoid you because they're worried they'll get stuck doing it forever or be put in a situation that they don't yeah. feel comfortable with and I think yeah, with a little yeah. bit of support around that um yeah you can avoid that really yeah I totally agree. I think we are better and stronger together, aren't we? And when we work together with other people effectively, then actually it lightens the load for everyone. Mm. But also gives people opportunity to use their gifts that perhaps they wouldn't have used if they weren't asked to be involved. <laughs> yes. And that, you know, it doesn't always look like people who love spending time with children or mm. doing action songs or crazy games. You know, it's yeah. the people who can pray or make the coffee or come alongside or you know yeah. be like grandparent figures that can be really powerful as well yeah definitely definitely and I think um like sometimes it really helps isn't it to like like you said outline what those expectations are so that everybody's on the same page mm -hmm. <laughs> so that people know yeah they're not signing up for 10 years forever <laughs> eternity <laughs> or yeah like sometimes in previous posts like we had a one-year sort of unwritten contract with people where at the end of the sort of school year we said like do you want to be involved again next year and gave mm -hmm. people the option for an out <laughs> yeah if they didn't want to be or if they wanted to have a break and come back you know in six months or whatever um which I think is really helpful sometimes to give people that chance to say oh yeah I'm, I'm still in for this or actually yeah. no I would yeah. like to have a break or I would like to stop so I've got a question for you now, Becky, uh, which is what's your messiest or most ridiculous ministry moment that uh, you've ever had? Um, hmm. So I can give you an example while yeah, you're thinking. Yeah, so I was once in a, a Christmas holiday club in summer, of course, why not? And uh, the kind of forfeit for the team leaders losing some challenge or game or something I can't remember was that you got turned into a snowman so you had a snowman seat and then uh, they put shaving foam all over my head and face hilarious the kids loved it but uh it went everywhere I'd underestimated how getting shaving foam in your eyes and nose and mouth um was really unpleasant so I had to run off <laughs> but the kids absolutely loved it they had an amazing time and I just thought that's something that doesn't happen in a normal job. I wondered if you've ever been in a situation yeah. where uh, you've ended up doing something really messy or gross or just ridiculous. Um, I can't think of it. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Like we never really did any. Like some youth groups are crazy in that they do a like a now you must drink a can of beans through someone else's sock kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we never really did any of that gross stuff. Well, I think um, that's the way forward. You're not allowed to do yeah. it. 
stuff now, right? Yeah, no, you know, so yeah, we didn't, we, I never really did any of that when I led stuff. Um, and, but I can think of, a, I can think of a moment that was sort of embarrassing slash ended up being really messy. Excellent. Um, yeah. So I was, go with that. We, I was leading a residential um, quite a few years ago. And um, we had, um, so we were away at a residential place staying over for the weekend. And a load of our young people were outside at a campfire. It was like the evening. So it was like free time. They could do campfire or they could be inside playing games. Um, and I had volunteered to make hot chocolate for everybody out at the campfire. Mm-hmm. So I'd made it all, put it all on a tray. All of it was in, <laughs> was in disposable cups, ready to be handed out outside already topped with marshmallows and cream oh, <laughs> and man. I, I know where this is going yeah so I tripped coming out of the back door of the place <laughs> <laughs> twisted my ankle fell onto the floor the tray went into the into the air um hot chocolate showered down on me <laughs> and all over the floor oh, um, and it just looked like absolute carnage and um I, you know, in the moment when you have an accident like that and you're a bit like, am I injured? What's just happened? You're yeah. like a bit in shock and you don't move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there was a couple of minutes where I was just like laid there in shock, like what's just happened? Yeah. Am I injured? And a couple of young people kind of stepped over me and were like, why is all the hot chocolate on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And um, so, yeah, they helped me tidy up and. Yeah, I'd had twisted my ankle quite badly that time. So oh, I no. ended up being all right. <laughs> and thankfully, I wasn't too badly burned by yeah. hot chocolate. Ministry um, based injuries. It's a yeah. whole, whole other category, isn't it? And yeah, somebody else had to go in and remake all the hot chocolate that I'd spilled to be able oh, to no. <laughs> give it out. Oh. But yeah, that was, that was quite a funny, embarrassing, messy moment. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> How about you? I think that snowman thing was probably the most disgusting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, also kind of an injury. I did think, you know, as yeah. I, was thinking, I thought if I go to A&E, if I have to um, explain how this happened, this is going to be really <laughs> embarrassing. But um... <laughs> at least you didn't have some kind of allergic reaction to shaving. True. Cotton. That, that would have been, been a lot worse. Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah. Um, cool. Thank you. That was a fun question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what area of... Um, kids youth family ministry you're most passionate about and why oh it's hard to pick one isn't it mm, but I it think is. I think mine would be enabling children and young people to have a two-way conversation with God throughout their day so you know really reframing prayer that it's not just something for bedtimes and meal times or in church it doesn't have to look a certain way it doesn't have to follow a certain pattern or formula um, but you can kind of chat to God about stuff all throughout the day um, and receive his communication back. Uh, you know, I think I grew up in church and going to Christian camps and had loads of people support me. But it wasn't until my maybe late teens, early 20s that I really understood what it meant when people said oh god spoke to me about this or god talked to me i was like what that's weird <laughs> um and i think a lot of that's to do with the language because we say yeah. listening to god or god spoke to me we expect it to always be an audible voice and mm-hmm. you know absolutely we see that in the bible god can speak to people like that but 
is actually a minority. You know, he speaks through words and pictures and dreams and other people and what's going on around us. And mm. this is our bodies and all sorts of different things. And I absolutely love teaching children and young people like all the different ways that they can receive from God. Um, at Parenting for Faith, we call it chat and catch. So just chatting to God about anything, anytime, anywhere and catch like, you know, when you are sort of ready to receive a ball, you're, yeah. you know that something's coming, you're expecting it. So you're not ignoring it, but you're aware it could come in lots of different ways. You know, it might be a thought or it might be a feeling in your body or those kind of things. Mm. And I've just seen that be absolutely transformative. Um, yeah. And I think especially for children, like younger children are amazing at it. They just don't question it mm. and doubt it in the way that mm. adults do. And so particularly for kids, I've seen really grow up with that of, okay, you know, God's given me this picture, so let's ask him what it means and go back to him and check it against the Bible and all those kind of things. It just becomes a way of life. Um, mm. And I think that is so powerful for their Christian walk. And just the way that it can be, you know, we don't have to, in the Old Testament, they had to have a high priest to go into the Holy of Holies and communicate mm. with God for them. But yeah. Jesus changed all of that. There is no curtain. And yet sometimes with children and young people, we put ourselves into a little bit of a high priest role we say like child what do you want to say to God and <laughs> I think God's saying this back to you or you know we mm. give them something that's so formulaic that yeah they feel restricted by it um so I love yeah equipping kids and teenagers and like really releasing them in that and and seeing how they grow and learn with that yeah it's really practical isn't it mm. and transformative as you say and I think sometimes when we enable those sort of moments to happen we're quite surprised <laughs> yeah I don't know why we are but I just find that we're a bit like wow like God's actually doing stuff <laughs> yeah exactly and I don't know why it shocks it doesn't matter how many times uh we've seen it but it's I th and I think that's why we struggle because we have to trust God we can't take yeah. control and do it ourselves yeah, yeah. Um, but that's actually the beauty of it as well it's great yeah yeah um and uh, Anna, how, can you tell us a bit more about obviously how people can connect in with Parenting for Faith? Like if people are listening and they are in a youth or a kids work or a family work a role, how can they sort of tie in with what you're doing? Or if they're listening and they're a parent. Yeah. Like those are like two massive, massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and often we wear multiple hats, right? Like yeah. some people are a children's youth or family leader and a parent or a carer yeah. of subscription. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. We would love to support you and come alongside you. So you can follow us on social media. We're Parenting for Faith BRF on Facebook and Instagram and threads and God Connected on X. Um, you can join our mailing list on our website, which is parentingforfaith.org um, or follow our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Just look up Parenting for Faith. Um, and particularly if you're a children's youth or family leader, um, we run some gatherings called the Forge Gathering, uh, which isn't really a conference. It's a kind of anti-conference um, <laughs> where we get together and pray for each other and brainstorm together. Um, so you kind of put in a group with people in a similar kind of church context to you um, to support each other and work through whatever you need help with at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you'd be really welcome to come to that. And all the information about that is on the website, parentingforfaith.org. Amazing. And are there like any um, practical sort of resources or things that you want to kind of give a shout out to? 
Uh, yeah, so <laughs> where, where to start? So we have lots of different courses um, all about equipping parents and carers with, so we have five key tools that are sort of what we teach them to have in their back pocket or in the back of their mind for every day. Um, so those are totally free and you can get those courses online. We do one for parents of babies and toddlers and we're just about to release one for parents of teenagers as well. Um, and one that might be really relevant, especially to this group, is one for it's called parenting as a church leader. And that doesn't just mean the vicar, pastor, priest, whatever you call it in your context. But if you're someone who is involved in children's or youth ministry or serving in any capacity and you have your own children um, thinking about really how to help them to thrive in that environment, there's loads of perks of that and there's loads of really tricky things to navigate um and Rachel Turner's done loads of research on how to yeah just how we can support you in that so we'd, we'd really love to do that um so yeah do do check that one out amazing all sounds great <laughs> <laughs> um and lastly what advice or encouragement would you give for um our listeners Oh, gosh, again, it could be a lot of things. But um, I think I'd just say, remember that significance and recognition aren't the same thing. Um, what you do is absolutely vital. It's so important. It has eternal consequences. Um, it's life changing for people now. But it can be really, really lonely. It can be really hard. It can be unnoticed. Um, so I'd love to just encourage you to keep going, to persevere, um, to get people around you to support you and not just, you know, people to serve the coffee and cut out the craft activity, but people who are there for you. Um, I've always had in ministry, I've asked three people just to back me <laughs> and pray for me and be people that I can be really honest about what's going on people who aren't involved in the ministry mm -hmm. uh, and I'd really encourage you to do something like that if you don't have that already because it yeah it can be really hard and it can be really lonely mm. um and I've also just been thinking a lot recently about provision um and we can think a lot about asking God for what we need you know we see that that's really biblical don't worry about stuff and ask what you need but I think I used to think about that in terms of I'd have these grand visions and dreams and ideas and then ask God out of nowhere to miraculously provide the money and team and um, all those kind of things. Mm. And I think what I've been learning recently is that very often God uses what's in your hand, like he's already provided for what you need. But mm. I need a change in my perspective or I need the wisdom and the knowledge to know how to use the the people who are in my church or the money that I've got or the time that people are available or whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, I just encourage you to chat to God about what he's given you, ask him to show you what he's given you and, and be grateful for that and how he wants to use it. And I've just found that has released some of the pressure of kind of relentlessly praying for totally miraculous things, um, which he totally can do, but uh, I also think he can he can use what you've got and I found that mindset shift really helpful recently mm. yeah great thank you so much for joining us today it's been amazing to hear a bit more of your story and hear a bit more about how people can connect in with parenting for faith hey thank you so much for having me I've really enjoyed chatting yeah thank you 
Um, is there anything we can pray for for you for Parenting for Faith or for you in your role? Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess for this year, we're launching this this course for parents of teenagers. So we'd love that to really bless people and get out there. Yeah. We've also got a real focus this year on um, grandparenting for faith. So supporting and equipping grandparents in their role. And um, we've got a book yeah. and a training morning coming up. So that'd be great. Yeah. Um, and just for the team, I'm uh, about to go on maternity leave. I've got a baby due any day now. <laughs> There's going to be a little bit of um, transition for them. Uh, and as we know, God can really use that to draw up different gifts and all those kind of things. But change always rocks everyone a little bit, doesn't it? It takes a little while for everyone to find their slot again. So Yeah, yeah. And a challenge for you and for any mum, I think, a transition shift, isn't it? from sure. being work focused to being having yeah the role changed as being totally 100% mum again <laughs> yeah absolutely so yeah it's um yeah we can definitely pray for that as well thank you yeah thanks for joining us and um yeah thank you for all the stuff you've shared it all sounds amazing and I totally agree with you like it is really important to look at the bigger picture not just think you know, as a youth leader or a kids leader, that you have to be 100% of the way that that child or young person is going to connect with God. Mm. Um, that actually the, the family and the parents play a really key role in that as well. And it's really important that we kind of look at that bigger picture and um, think through how we can equip and inspire parents and get them involved in, the, in what we do. Um, and similarly, as parents, not putting all the pressure onto the youth or the kids worker yeah. to instill faith in our in our young people. Because um, I think that's equally not a very positive mindset either. So, yeah, it's it's figuring out how can we all work together mm. to, to really grow faith in children and young people. Um, mm. And, yeah, really draw out everybody's skills and gifts and... Um, figure out how yeah how we can work better together I think that's really key thanks fantastic thanks so much. yeah um all the best for your um your baby coming I hope it all goes really well um and yeah we've been praying for your team as they sort of transition over to to running stuff while you're on maternity leave um and yeah Perfect. I hope some of our listeners really tap into the resources and the stuff that you've got at parenting for faith because I think it's yeah it's, it's really good key stuff um yeah thank you for listening um to our listeners on this podcast episode and um, don't forget to like share and subscribe um if you haven't already because it helps you find us again and it helps with the algorithms for other people to find us um and yeah as um anna said earlier check out their podcast as well the parenting for faith one um because that's really a really good one as well um the more the barrier in the ministry podcast realm <laughs> you may as well get us all queued up on your listen list um because yeah it's all good stuff um but yeah thanks so much anna for joining us today and um yeah i'll hopefully catch up with you soon yeah thanks for having me thanks. bye